Hey, good morning. It's uh, Friday, July 30th, 2021. Friday, July 30th, 2021. Friday, if you care about the weekend. I know most of you are working this weekend, so it really doesn't matter, right? Uh, but don't forget, watch for the uh, um, uh, the flaming bag of crap. The Friday flaming bag of crap when they when they toss something on your doorstep in hope at late on Friday in hopes that it'll escape the 24-hour news cycle and you won't know about it by Monday. Don't forget that happens every once in a while. Not as much as it did during the Trump administration, but it does happen. Um, as I mentioned yesterday about uh, Simone Biles and the dangers and the dangers of some of the sports, most of them, eh, you know what? There's not much danger. Uh, but yesterday there was, and I talked about BMX biking. There was a wreck in, uh, in the Olympics in BMX, BMX racing. And, uh, uh, there was an injury. Uh, he woke up today, so he's, he's okay. Well, so far he's okay. I mean, we don't, we don't know the specifics, but <clears throat> there are dangers all across, uh, um, Olympics and, uh, uh an idiot like James Whitless. Is that, is that his name, James? I forget. Whitlock. Whitless? I call him Whitless. Claiming that someone's being a, a, a pussy because they aren't competing, because their mind isn't quite there. He doesn't know what he's talking about. This can happen. This kind of stuff would happen. And I specifically said BMX is one of the possible uh, 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 sports where somebody can get seriously injured. Life-altering injuries. Anyway, we're, we're, we're done with that. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. I truly appreciate you. I really, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming every day. But yeah, uh, political. Uh, those exactly four uh, exact four words. Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. If you can, please bring someone with you uh, today or this weekend. And you can tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me uh, at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. I don't normally talk about Los Angeles uh, news in the podcast. I, I like to stick with national news, but there's a national flavor here going on. And L.A. leads in a lot of stuff. So, uh when they become this much like complete idiots, I have to talk about it. Honestly, uh, I hope they lose a trillion dollar lawsuit because of this. I'm talking about criminalizing homelessness. Uh, the city council, you know what, before I get into this story, I, I, I want to talk about something. When you're talking about this crisis of homelessness or this problem of homelessness, when you talk about it, I'm going to ask you to do one thing. Don't call it a homeless problem. It's a homelessness problem. Don't identify the problem as the people because in most cases, it's not their fault. Identify it as the issues that they're going through. It's a homelessness problem, not a homeless problem. Okay? I, 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 you don't think it's important, but words matter. Anyway. 
The city council in Los Angeles voted 13 to 2 to limit where the homeless can live. Uh, Councilman Mike Bonin and Councilwoman uh, uh, Nithya Raman were the two dissenters. Uh, now, I, I, I want you to listen carefully to the restrictions and ask yourself if it sounds familiar. The ordinance bans encampments on sidewalks and driveways, freeway overpasses, and... You know what? That's funny how they say that. It should be freeway underpasses. I wonder if there's going to... Because nobody is living on a freeway overpass. They're living in in the underpass. <laughs> uh, and on ramps. And near libraries, parks, schools, and homeless shelters. Really? Having the homeless not live near homeless shelters? Where they get their services? It specifically... That's very important, by the way. It specifically bans homeless encampments from within 500 feet of sensitive facilities such as schools, daycare facilities, parks, and libraries. That's also an important thing. Under the ordinance, people who don't move would be fined, not arrested, and only after they are given two weeks notice and offered shelter. Uh, yeah, fining someone who's homeless because they can't afford rent. What a smart idea that is. Are you familiar with Jessica's Law? In 2006, California, uh, California voters uh, passed Prop uh, 83. Uh, I voted against it. I remember this clearly. Uh, Jessica's Law uh, prohibited registered sex offenders in California from living within 2,000 feet of any public or private school or any park where children regularly gathered. The California Supreme Court found the law to be unconstitutional. Now, they found it unconstitutional for, for, uh, um, for these guys and, and girls. Uh, do you think they're going to find it unconstitutional for the homeless? I mean, come on. Uh, the court ruling said that the law created a problem when applied evenly to all offenders. So you can't just do it for all homeless. You have to do it on a case-by-case uh, uh, case basis. The problem was that it created a group of homeless offenders with limited access to medical treatment, drug and alcohol dependency servicing uh, services, counseling, and other services. As a result, state law no longer provides a uniform prohibition. Courts can still make restrictions in terms of uh, sex offenders living near schools and offenders uh, living near parks, but they have to do so on a case-by-case -case basis. So basically, you are lumping, lumping homeless people in the same category as sex offenders. This is disgusting. This is so disgusting. The city council promised they aren't criminalizing being homeless and asked the homeless to register to get housing. Oh, wait, did I mention the law requires that sex offenders register? Just like the homeless are required. Wow, isn't that interesting? I hope LA loses their freaking shirt. I hope they lose so much in this lawsuit that they are required to make the city hall a homeless shelter. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Uh, watch for uh, uh, my, my podcast to get shorter, by the way, because the, uh, the House, the House of Representatives starts its vacation today. Um, ready to see what is tied to this L.A. story nationally? Before the House starts its vacation... 
House Democrats are racing against the clock to build support for legislation to extend the soon-to-lapse national eviction moratorium after the Biden administration announced yesterday that it wouldn't act on its own, potentially leaving millions of people at risk of losing their homes amid this deadly pandemic. Oh, what what kind of problem could we possibly see here? Uh, Do you remember how you and I talked about this last year in several podcasts? How this will cause the biggest addition to the home uh, to homelessness since the Great Depression. Recently, speaking of the Great Depression, recently there were uh, fires set in Venice Beach, California, uh, in uh, tents of the homeless. Same thing that happened in Central Park, New York, during the Great Depression when they had little shanty towns uh, put up in Central Park, and and people would go and set fire and kill these people because they were disturbed by it. Your problem is my problem. Not in the way you're thinking, though. Uh, now, with tens of millions facing eviction, homelessness is about to go into overdrive, just like we discussed last year. You and I, we talked about this. Uh, the eviction moratorium is set to expire tomorrow. Last-minute efforts uh, uh, faces long odds, given that Republicans and some Democrats are unlikely to support an extension, despite experts warning about the potentially devastating public health impacts of allowing a wave of, of evictions as the Delta variant tears through the country. And we're going to talk about the Delta variant uh, uh, in a minute, too, because it's way worse than we thought. The House Democratic leadership is scrambling to get members on board with a five-month extension of the uh, moratorium. So why would they do five months? Let's, let's see. August, September, October, November, December. That'll get them through Christmas, so it won't be so bad when they put them out on January 1st. This would buy time for states and localities to distribute about $47 billion in federal rental assistance that has largely yet to reach tenants and landlords. Uh, Biden isn't doing it because of uh, a recent uh, court case. Uh, Rather, I I guess that can be um, interpreted two different ways. Biden isn't extending uh, the moratorium. Uh, because of a recent court case brought by Republican supporters. So it has to be legislated. But those idiot Democrats waited until the last second to deal with it. This isn't your fucking college essay, where you wake up at 6 a.m. and write something just before your 9 o'clock class, you morons. You had all frickin' summer. Anyway, that court decision last month left intact the CDC eviction moratorium through the end of July, but Justice Kavanaugh, that piece of crap, who cast the deciding vote, wrote in a concurring opinion that clear and specific congressional authorization via new legislation would be necessary for another extension. We talked about that specific decision in a podcast, so we know, you and I know, why didn't they know? Do you want to do you want to make a guess as to why Republicans want millions of people out on in the street without homes, without places to live? You I'm sure you can figure this out on your own. The, the way if you've listened to my podcast, I'm sure you can figure this out. 
on your own. It's pretty simple. Homeless people don't vote. They have way more to worry about. Homeless people don't vote. This will give a decisive edge for Republicans in the next election, where rich people vote because they aren't being tossed out of their houses. Which way do you think rich people usually vote? Do you think they vote Republican usually? Uh, Moving on. Over 228 congressional Republicans urged the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade. The new GOP brief comes in a case for the court's next session challenging Mississippi's ban on nearly all abortions after 15 weeks. In May, justices agreed to hear the case, uh, a decision made in the midst of what experts are are calling unprecedented, I hate that word, uh, wave of attacks on reproductive rights uh, at the state level. These attacks have been going on for decades. But they've, uh, because of the court, they've inc- uh, the court makeup, they've increased recently. Uh, <clears throat> the court's 1992 uh, opinion in uh, Casey uh, referred, uh, reaffirmed Roe v. Wade, but also upheld various anti-choice measures in Pennsylvania. Most notably, it established uh, the undue burden standard, uh, determining the restrictions on abortion must not impose a, uh, quote, substantial obstacle in the path of a woman seeking an abortion before the fetus attains viability. So you're going to see a lot of uh, uh, stuff being brought up um, about the uh, Casey case. Uh, Justices are expected to rule on Mississippi's uh, 15-week ban, which does not include exceptions for rape or incest, uh, next June, uh, just months before the midterm elections, so you know that's going to affect the elections. Moving on. Today, Schumer and Pelosi plan to meet today to discuss voting rights uh, with the president. It's the big three the president, Speaker of the House, and Senate ma- Majority Leader. Uh, Democratic uh, Senators Joe Manchin of, uh, you know, of course, West Virginia, Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota, and Raphael Warnock. Uh, who has a big interest in this, uh, of Georgia, have been working to craft revised voting rights bill uh, compromise aimed at continuing their work on the issue after Senate Republicans blocked the earlier bill uh, from advancing, of course. But while Democrats have been pushing for a voting rights bill, the 60-vote threshold in the Senate uh, and little GOP support for the legislation means it's almost, you know, no chance of passing, of course. Uh, but we still have the Manchin and, and, and cinema problem. Uh, Manchin told CNN earlier yesterday that members of his party are not pressuring him to change his mind on maintaining the filibuster's 60-vote uh, threshold, and he says he won't change that. Uh, the meaning comes as civil rights activists and voting rights groups are intensifying pressure on Congress and Biden to advance federal voting rights legislation as a way to stop all sorts of new laws in Republican-controlled states that make it harder to vote. Uh, they want Biden to uh, exert pressure on Senate Democrats, including Manchin and Cinema, um, on uh, the filibuster to allow federal voting bills to pass by a simple 
majority vote. And uh, they, they want to weaken the filibuster to allow that specific type of bill to pass on a minority vote. We, we talked about that briefly um, a couple of months ago, I think it was. Uh, internationally, Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte, 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 I'm, I'm guessing Duterte, has restu- uh, restored, oh man, these tongue twisters, uh, ha- uh, has restored a crucial pact governing the presence of U.S. troops in, Philippine, in the Philippines, reversing a decision that had caused increasing concern in Washington and, and of course, Manila. Uh, the Visiting Forces agree- Agreement, which is the VFA, provides rules for the rotation of thousands of U.S. troops in and out of the Philippines for war drills and exercises, which we need really right now. We know what's going on uh, over there. It has uh, assumed additional importance as the U.S. and its allies contend with an increasingly assertive China. Uh, Philippine Defense Secretary, and you, you, you got to say, President Duterte... If you if you think you can survive China without the U.S., you got another thing coming. China could spank you in a day. Uh, Philippine uh, Defense Secretary uh, Delfin Lorenzana said he was unsure why Duterte had uh, reversed himself, but made the decision after meeting U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin in Manila yesterday. Um, the U.S. Uh, um, uh, this month repeated a warning to China that an attack on Philippine forces in the South China Sea would trigger a 1951 U.S.-Philippines Mutual Defense Treaty. And in 1951, they got into it for a specific reason, okay? The White House has raised concerns with top Israeli officials about allegations that spyware, and we've talked about this, this NSO thing, uh, spyware sold by the Israeli uh, surveillance company NSO Group has been used by governments around the world to monitor journalists and act- activists and potentially government officials with close ties to the U.S. Uh, Brett McGurk, a top Biden administration advisor in the Middle East, raised questions privately about NSO in a meeting last week with uh, Zohar uh, Palti, a senior Israeli defense ministry, ministry official. Uh, you know what? I'm going to call it what it is, but uh, in, in the U.S., what it is, crocodile tears. Because if you think the U.S. government was not heavily involved in using NSO to spy on government leaders all around the world, you're being ridiculous. This is as fake as fake gets. Them, someone going over there and saying, oh, you shouldn't be using this spyware on all these phones. Bullshit. Come on. <laughs> By the way, uh, uh, that that peak in iPhone and Android's, uh, Android sales all across the world is from government leaders all over the place as they throw out their old uh, phones. <laughs> uh, moving on. The new Hong Kong security law has landed its first victim in jail for nine years. In what... Uh, many see as worry, a worrying precedent. I mean, he could have gotten life in prison. So there's that. Anyway, a pro-democracy protester from Hong Kong has been found guilty of terrorism and inciting secession under China's tough new security law. Uh, Tong Yin Kit uh, was arrested in July 2020 after, a new, after the new security law, which sparked pro- months of protests in Hong Kong uh, after it went into effect. 
Uh, he was charged after he struck police with his motorcycle while waving a protest banner where, uh, bearing the words, Liberate Hong Kong Revolution of Our Times. Um, that's, I guess that's translated. Uh, the court de- deemed it uh, uh, as a call for independence from China, which is against the law. Uh, the 15-day trial was heard by a panel of three judges who analyzed the meaning of the slogan, uh, Tong was denied both a jury trial and bail. Uh, the, um, the panel of three judges did what they had written the day of his arrest, which is throw him in jail. Um, this is interesting. And I, and I said we were going to touch on this. <clears throat> An internal slide presentation, uh, presentation assembled by uh, officials at the Center for Disease Control and Prevention warns, you know, the CDC, uh, warns that the Delta variant of the coronavirus, now the dominant strain in the U.S. and across the world, is as transmissible as chickenpox could lead to uh, more extreme... You know what? I think it's more transmissible than, than chickenpox. I really do. Uh, it could lead to more extreme illness than earlier mutations and can likely be spread by people who are fully vaccinated. Uh, first obtained by the Washington Post yesterday, the document states that the Delta variant may cause more severe disease than alpha or ancestral strains, uh, citing data on hospitalizations and deaths in Canada, Scotland, and Singapore. Uh, while noting that people who are fully inoculated against COVID-19 can still catch and spread the Delta variant, the document stresses that the vaccines are extremely effective in preventing severe illness or death. Uh, the Delta variant is different from previous strains. Uh, one of the uh, slides reads, uh, summarizing that the variant is highly contagious, likely more severe, and breakthrough infections may be as transmissible as unvaccinated cases. The uh, presentation says Delta is more contagious than Ebola, the seasonal flu, the flu of 1918, and smallpox. And speaking of the flu of uh, 1918, as you know, if you've uh, listened to my podcast, you know I am well-versed in it. Um, the, the, that flu started in, in March. Actually, they call it the Spanish flu, but it's not the Spanish flu. It started in, uh, uh, near Fort Knox in uh, the spring of 1918. And it was just a normal flu at the time. And it evolved. Uh, uh, That was uh, the beginning of World War I. Uh, Troops were moving over uh, um, uh, uh, to Europe uh, uh, over the summer. And then in the fall, it evolved into the deadly thing that it became. And it got worse that year before it got better. And that's what's happening here. Um, what happens is, um, oh, this is so hard to explain. It's evolution. The, 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 the virus wants to, uh, to be able to spread. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't think of course. Uh, it's just, um, uh, uh it's just evolution. It wants to be able to uh, uh, spread. But if it gets too deadly, it can't spread because people die or get too sick 
to pass it on because they're not they're they don't go out so uh certain strains get stronger and 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 get passed around more that's how the delta variant will be destroyed if we don't get vaccinated we really need to get vaccinated and i know a lot of people are against vaccines but uh your um uh the time you got sick six months ago was not the delta variant and the delta variant is more dangerous the delta variant actually uh uh, represses the immune response for the first few days which allows it to get hold of you and you don't have protection against that variant Uh, the vaccine does give more protection against that moving on following years of campaigning to remove roundup and similar weed killer uh, uh, from store shelves Bayer yesterday, Bayer, which is now, which is, you know, Monsanto was bought out by Bayer. Uh, they announced uh, yesterday that it will halt the sale of glyphosate-based her- her- uh, herbicides to consumers in the U.S. lawn and garden market by 2023. But that certainly does not fix the problem. Agricultural large-scale use of, the, uh, of this toxic pesticide continues making our farm workers uh, uh, still at risk. Uh, and, of course, our food consumption. So it's time for the EPA to act and ban glyphosate for all uses, of course. Uh, They did it in Mexico. Why can't they do it here? Um, The key ingredient found in Roundup, the world's uh, most widely used herbicide, is glyphosate, described by the World Health Organization as uh, probably carcinogenic. Glyphosate poses threats to human health and to pollinators such as bumblebees and regular bees, of course, and monarch butterflies. Uh, Bayer stated that it will switch uh, Roundup and other uh, glyphosate-based weed killers to formulas that rely on alternative active ingredients in order to manage litigation risk and not because of safety concerns. In other words, they don't care about you. uh, They just care about the the money that they have to pay out every time somebody sues them. They just paid out $11 billion. Uh, I forget where it was. Um... Remember that PG&E story we uh, did recently where they plan to bury their electrical lines to stop fires caused by them? PG&E has been accused of being criminally liable for the 2020 Zog fire, which killed four people and damaged numerous homes and structures. Uh, D, uh, District of Attorney Stephanie Bridget said in a statement that PG&E was criminally liable and that charges will be filed by September 27th, uh, the one-year anniversary of the blaze here in California. Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney on the release of Black Widow. Apparently, they think a woman will roll over and take it. Uh, they never met Scarlett Johansson. Uh, they, re- uh, they released the film on Disney Plus the same time they released it in theaters, which reduced her back-end take in theaters. They are using her to build their Disney Plus channel, and she's getting nothing for that. And that angers rich people. And she's right. Uh, She has set off a firestorm of agents going after Disney and other providers of online content. And we expected this. We knew this was going to happen. Uh, That's it. Friday. Thanks for listening. Friday, uh, July 30th, 2021. How did I do today? Under 28 minutes. That's not so bad. 
I really appreciate you coming. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, bring someone with you tomorrow or this weekend or uh, today. Tell your friends to Google me, Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me your questions or insights and fights at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting for from Los Angeles. <laughs>